1: Today on the SICK Podcast, Montreal Canadiens assistant coach Alex Burrows says, too easy to put the blame on one guy and rather unfair. He also talked about some young players in the organization. Darren Dreger on That's Hockey says there are only two untouchables on the Montreal Canadiens and what are the priorities for Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes between now and trade deadline day. SICK Podcast coming up.
0: Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick, podcast. the sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6. Intense by nature.
1: It's The Sick Podcast, and you can follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Sick Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely for free, and you'll be notified on all the social media platforms if you want, and click on notify me. Every time we upload an episode, you'll be notified right away, so you can watch it and listen to it right away. Joining me now from Global TV Montreal, it's always a lot of fun to talk Habs with Brian Wilde. Brian, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting
0: me. I appreciate it.
1: You're very, very welcome. It's nice to see you again. I uh, look like you're in fine form. All right, so uh, I want to start with this. Montreal Canadiens assistant coach Alex Burroughs spoke with one of our friends, Jean-Francois Chaumont of Le Journal de Montréal, and he talked about Dominic Ducharme. Let's get it up on the screen if we can. And rock and roll, a rock and roll year. Retour sur sa première année comme adjoint à Montréal. He talks about his first year as assistant with Montreal. And he says, quote, C'est difficile de placer le blâme sur une seule personne. It's difficult to place the blame on only one person. C'est là que je trouve ça injuste envers d'hommes. It's there that I find it's unfair towards Dominic Ducharme. Brian? For those well, who are blaming Dominic Ducharme and saying mm-hmm. ultimately the team not performing falls on his shoulders because it's his responsibility to get them going. Do you agree or disagree with Alex Burroughs? Well, I
0: agree with Alex certainly in terms of that it never should fall just on the shoulders of one person. I mean, there have been a ton of things that have happened this season. There have been a, a injury list longer than any injury list i've ever seen there's been COVID that's taken most of the lineup out out of the 48 contracts the team has i think it's something like 34 of them were out at one time so yeah i mean obviously you can't put it just on dom the wording such as it is yeah i'll defend dom but only with that wording on an overall point of view i don't think he's shown me anything that i really like i don't like the way the team plays i don't like the way they take to the ice I'm looking forward to what uh, uh, Gorton and Hughes said about starting to find some offensive hockey one day. That's what I want to see. A superstar that can score some goals and get me out of my seat. That's what we want right now. And Dom has nothing to do with that this year, but that's the long term. And I don't think he has the the tools to take uh, the Canadians forward. What do you think? You think he's got the tools to take the Canadians
1: forward? No, I don't. And I say embrace the tank, Brian.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right.
1: All right. Okay. But having said all of that, there are some who thought that this week with the Canadians having a bye week and the all-star game going this weekend, that it was an opportune time for the Canadians to relieve Dominic Ducharme of his duties so that you get someone else in. He sits down with Kent Hughes and with Jeff Gordon. They discuss their plan, uh, how they want to get some guys going, how they want to play between now and the end of the year. Um, were you on that school of thought that Dominic Ducharme? This was the opportune time to relieve him of his duties. I, I you're nodding no, so I guess not.
0: Not even close. I mean, it's uh, mission accomplished. I mean, they're trying to tank. You just said it. Embrace the tank. So when you see your teams facing over fifty shots per game, <laughs> you're just you're doing the ultimate for for the general management. The coach is coming through in flying colors when you're facing 55 shots. And why wouldn't they go get a goalie? You know, they're getting 750 goaltending Tony in the last five games. 750. They're not in the hunt for a goalie. Your 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 hoodie says it all. Yeah. <laughs> you embrace the tank, and they're embracing it. They're embracing it by keeping the coach there. That's allowing 50 shot games. They're embracing it by keeping goaltenders in there that that aren't stopping shots at better than a 750 percentage. Everybody knows what's going on here. You got a slight injury? Get out of the lineup. I don't want to see you. If your ankle hurts, fantastic. Sit over there.
1: Brian, I agree with you a thousand percent, okay? So you know and I know that if there was three games left in the season, they're two points out of a playoff spot. Someone with an injury is coming back in the lineup. Right now, it's like, okay, take your time, your rehab. Oh, a setback in your rehab. Oh, that's too bad. Let's start all over again. You know, Some people, though, are probably listening and and, or watching, and they're saying, well, no, no, it can't be, but it can. This is the reality of the situation right now.
0: And I'll tell you what, let me very quickly add here that the only people that aren't involved are the players on the ice. They're trying to win every night. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ever suggesting that any player would be told or any player would ever behave in such a manner that they wouldn't put their heart on the line to the fullest extent. This is about the little things that management can do in terms of who's in the lineup and when the trainers say, oh, he's got that knock and he shouldn't play. But when they get on the ice, if you're going to tell Brendan Gallagher to just ease it off a notch, that's not going to go well. And they would never, ever say that.
1: And you know what? Management thinks that. Take a look at Brian Flores. I mean, it's still uh, proven to be true. We'll find out. But he says, he claims that the owner of the Miami Dolphins told him, tank the season, and uh, you know what? I'll give you a pretty nice bonus if you do. Now, he didn't want to, and, of course, we can understand that. All right, now. All right, but the players weren't involved in that, Tony. No, they weren't, of course. Oh, no, and, and the I, players I,
0: will I, never be involved in it. I'm just saying that there are yeah. subtle things that management can do to make sure that they can embrace the tank. 750 goal, 10, keep the coach in there, allowing over 50 shots per game. Anybody who's got a minor injury, you don't play through it. Why would you? makes no sense. Like, for my, you know, very quickly – When I look at Carey Price and his age and his injury profile, why would you play him this season? These games mean nothing. If he has only a limited amount of physical ability left in that knee, in that body, well, don't waste that limited amount of physical ability on a lost season. Wouldn't make any sense.
1: Unless some will say they want to play him so he can, if he can still show what yes, he can do, absolutely. then maybe you can move him. But having For said that, yeah. if they are not a very good team this year, I don't want to put Carrie in this situation. I'll get Carrie back in there when they actually have a better team and they'll play better in front of them. Now, J.F. Chomon, um, also with Alex Burrows. Alex Burrows talked about the young players. This is what he had to say. Quand tu regardes pour du long terme, when you take a look at long term, tu dois construire avec tes jeunes. You have to build with the young players. Je pense à Suzuki, Caulfield et Romanov. I think of Suzuki, Caulfield and Romanov. Ensuite, il y a les Evans, Paling, Guly Norlander, Vedamo et Harvey Pinnard. Afterwards, there is the Evans, the Palings, the Gouli, the Norlanders, the Vedamos and the Harvey Pinards of this world. Suva Tu construire avec ton noyau jeune. Often, you want to build with a young core. You know why I'm pulling up this quote, Brian? I'll tell you why. Because I think there's something very interesting that comes out of this. Long story short, in Alex Burroughs' world at the least, and it all could, could also be in Dom Ducharme's world and maybe even in Gordon and Hughes' world, but in Alex Burroughs' world, Alex Burroughs sees a guy like Vedamo and a guy like Harvey Pinard playing here on the fourth line and being part of a young core. Now, it might not be next year. It might be the year after that. But it just goes to show you that in Alex Burroughs' world, it's not the Armia's at 3.4 or the Byron's that are making the same money or Lekkinen who's up for a raise that will get over 3 million you would think that would occupy a fourth line. It would be more the Vedamos and the Harvey Pinards of this world. Do you, do you, is that the same read that you have?
0: Well, the read I get there for sure is he sees a big rebuild, because if you see a player like Arby Pinar and Videmo actually being in the national hockey league, it means the Montreal Canadians have unloaded a lot of players.
1: You're 100%. So right. a hundred percent right.
0: He sees a big rebuild. That's what he sees. And, and without saying it, uh, I mean, it's the same thing as when, when Hughes said something to the effect of, um, Well, Petrie's 34. You know, just the fact that he says that means that he's thinking this is a big rebuild and it's going to take some time. You don't say Petrie's 34 if you think next season you're back at it and competitive and vying for the cup. So, And there's a second moment where we can extrapolate and read between the lines that the organization sees a pretty long rebuild because I don't think those two players that were mentioned are NHL players but they would be NHL players on a poor team that's unloaded a lot of high salary.
1: And, and if the Canadians are going to rebuild and they're going to trade away some of these veterans who are some of your favorite players, well, when they end up with a new team, you could pick up their jersey at sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and even our sick merchandise, like Embrace the Tank. Use code Six Fifteen for 15% off on all of their items at sportbuffshop.com. All right, okay. TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger tells That's Hockey that the Habs have only two untouchables on the team. They are Suzuki and Caulfield. Brian Wild, are you surprised it's not three untouchables and that Alexander Romanov's name was not there? absolutely yeah completely surprised by that
0: um i'm gonna say something here though that you know being on television live as i've been for you know 35 years um you know darren in listening to that I felt that there was an and others there a little bit and only the two names readily came to mind. I mean, you're off the top of your head. And I mean, I'm not suggesting Darren doesn't know the lineup. Darren knows the lineup. Darren knows the NHL He's brilliant. Um, But sometimes in the heat of the moment, you can forget a name. And uh, I wonder if he could revisit that. He would put Romanov on it. But I think on the overall, It is interesting, and it does tell us that it's a giant rebuild. And the crux of what Darren is saying to me is, um, there's nobody safe, really, except for, you know, young, we've got great hope in you, and you're undervalued. You're our core for the future, which is two names or three names. But I certainly don't see Romanov getting traded. I mean, not a chance.
1: Well, you you see... He would not yeah. be on the list of your priorities. You would think, and no. once again, you're 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 kind of right when you or you are right when you say uh, Romanov is it's 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 less of a sexier player than a Caulfield or a Suzuki, who are offensive players. One's a playmaking centerman. One's a guy who's led his team in scoring at every level, with the exception of this season, of course. It's easier to remember those guys. I mean, in Romanov's case, I, I, I wouldn't see any reason why they would be looking to trade him. He's still on an entry-level contract. He's young. He hits like a tank. He's been getting better as the season has been progressing. There's a lot of youthful enthusiasm there. He looks like a guy who's happy to play in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I would agree with you on that. All right, okay. So now that we talked about, I brought up the, the word priority. Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon. Between now and trade deadline, where lie the priorities?
0: Well, priority number one is you got to get rid of a lot of money, a lot of graph. I mean, this is this is a lineup that Mark Bergevin just gave a lot of money to aging players uh and underachievers and i don't know how many you're gonna get rid of but i mean i think that they would like to lose <laughs> if they could i think they'd like to lose 10 players if they could
1: wow between yeah. now and the deadline if they could
0: i mean they can't obviously they can't but they'd sure like to i mean how many yeah. would you like in the future of the decor how many
1: well um Edmondson, if you i think if you're good Romanov. If, so so on the premise that you cannot trade everyone you just can't and on the premise I've that four, four,
0: i've just traded four defensemen tony if i could and yeah. i've kept two ederson yeah. and romanov the rest if they could trade them if they could find buyers they would take buyers you wouldn't yeah. want to trade Savar at that contract of course you would pichu doesn't want to be here anymore yeah restrictions in canada are too much 34 years of age in a rebuild as much as you like the player and you could get high uh, first-rounder for him, for sure. Shirazza UFA, it, and he's going to go. Shirazza UFA, don't get better. UFA, 30. Weidman's just chaff. I mean, yeah. So I just traded five, and I haven't even yeah. done a forward yet. So yeah. yeah, 10, sure, if you could, but he can't,
1: obviously. So you brought up Edmondson's name, and I'm happy that you did because – you know, a lot of hockey people will tell you that you can't just put together a team of young players. You need to have older players to show them the Absolutely. way. And those older players, for the most part, the ones who are usually kind of content, if they're happy where they are, and of course everyone wants to win, that's a foregone conclusion. But I take a look at players who have won the Stanley Cup. I take a look at Jake Allen. I take a look at Joel Edmondson. Uh, I take a look at Tyler Toffoli. These three players... There's no doubt that they'd rather win. But if they like it here and they're happy here, those are not players that, you know, I'm thinking of trading. You need veterans on every team. You need guys to show other people the way. And I think these are three very good leaders to show the rest of the guys the way. So I'm in no hurry to trade Edmondson. I'm in no hurry to trade the Foley. As a matter of fact, both of those guys could have a letter on my team, and one of those guys might end up being the captain. Might.
0: Might. For for me, I, I'll look at it from an age point of view. Like, the blue line, I've already said yeah, how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. From a forward point of view, I think if your age starts with a three, you're too old. It's as simple as that. Like, you might be an extremely valuable player that can still – you know do some things in the nhl and still contribute but if you start with a three being a forward where i think anybody who's a student of the game understands that defensemen last longer than forwards and the uh, regression has already begun usually a 28 29 and a forward so if they're starting with a three by the time you're good you know you're 33 so you gotta go you know what i mean
1: yeah and if Brendan you're Gallagher, folks if you're planning on and we appreciate all the techs But if you're planning on texting us about the Bergerons and the Ovechkins of this world, it's safe to say that those are World Cup-class players and those are exceptions, and the Canadians don't have a Bergeron or an Ovechkin, okay? So we can understand why they're (laughs) not going down. Um, All right, so on that note, the wingers, Mm -hmm. that's their position of strength. They have depth there at the wing position. So if you're going to look for trade players... You're going to look to trade players who are wingers to try and shore up other positions. And you said if the player's age starts with a three, those are the players that you would think are going to get traded. What if his age number starts with a two, but a lot of people think he's actually three years older because of all the abuse (laughs) that he's taken over the years? I'm talking about 29-year-old Brendan Gallagher. Where do you stand with him? Well,
0: I mean, I, I love him as a competitor, of course, and, and he belongs in the National Hockey League still. But, I mean, let's be honest here, um, for what the Canadians are, are bringing in the next three years, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, it pains me to say it, though. Eh? I mean, it's like the one guy, I'm like, I don't want to have to say this, Tony. Don't make me say this about Brendan Gallagher, that he might not be perfect for, you know, this
1: reconstruction. But he might not be. So, uh, you move forward with Josh Anderson, <coughs> excuse me. Um,
0: well, and then it becomes a numbers game, right? Because I do like Josh Anderson a lot. I like Lekin and I, the, the rumor is he could face a, he could fetch a first Tony. How do you not take a first, but he's still a great hockey player. Uh, so that's a tricky one. Um, you just mentioned to I love to but if yeah, you've created this this team where you're three deep on the wings. Like we haven't mentioned Drouin yet um, and Gallagher and Toffoli and Anderson and Lekin and, and, you know, like you're doing really well on the wings, but that was always Bergeron's trouble, right?
1: Is it safe you don't, to you say? Don't
0: const- you don't construct a winner from the wings. You don't. If, if, you, gotta, if you feel you've got too much strength on the wings and absolutely none at center, I mean, you know what you got to do, right?
1: Is, <laughs> you know what you got do. yeah so. oh, for sure is it safe to say that jonathan Drouin, whose contract is up not at the end of this season but at the end of next season which will end up was a six-year deal that paid him 33 million dollars um 5.5 per year times six years is it safe to say that jonathan Drouin will not end up signing an extension with the canadians and he will be somewhere else within a year from a, within a year and a half
0: i don't know I don't have a clue on that one. What you do think you think re-sign I mean, Well, I mean obviously you you may re-sign him in terms of uh a lower price for him. I mean he's not done as a hockey player. No. Okay, so wh- so I mean if you can get the right price in the right term, why wouldn't you try?
1: I I, I could I could tell you that in the off season, last year was the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um not sure if it was he was he was given the option if he wanted to leave montreal they were going to try and accommodate him and he chose to and that stay. makes sense and he chose it was just admirable by the way
0: right sure but i mean what's the what's the new management think there
1: i don't think he i don't think the type of player that he is mm-hmm. falls in line with what the new management wants to do and what that, do you think the new management wants to do tony I, I, well, they'll never say it, but I think the new management, well,
0: that's why you're here.
1: Correct. I think the new management is okay. That if this team loses more often than not over the next couple of years and puts themselves in a position where they can have a top five pick and, um, you know, uh, number one in 2023, uh, would be pretty cool, uh, or two, nobody would complain. Um, but having said that, even though I think they would be okay with losing their share of games, I do believe that they want to try and implement a culture where the guys are going to work like in their world, they work really, really hard and they lose three, one, they, they work really, really hard and they lose four, two. They don't lose giving up six, seven, eight all the time, but they work really, really hard trying to build something before you get there. That's what I think. And you know, uh, that's what I think the vision is going to be for the next year and a half at the very least.
0: Okay, let me turn the tables on you, and I'm going to yes. ask a question. You started the seg- uh, segment with uh, priorities, right? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to prioritize who they want to trade. Yes. And I'm going to start it off for you. Number one, the priority list is obvious because he's a UFA, is Ben Sherat. You would not disagree with that. So give me your number two through five.
1: I, I think number one is Jeff Petrie. I think number one is Jeff Petrie. Oh, come on.
0: One's a UFA. Come on. I,
1: I, And I, I and I totally understand. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, everyone okay. knows that they're going to trade Ben Sherrod. But Jeff Petrie doesn't want to be here. And he's got three See, years I'll, left.
0: I'll, okay, let's not quibble. Okay, yeah. we'll switch our twos and our ones around. Okay, he's
1: so let's do a 1A and a 1B, Petrie Sherrod. Uh, number three, I mean... It leads me to believe with the logic of unrestricted free agent that they're gonna take a look at who they have as unrestricted free agents and decide whether they wanna bring them back or not. Because if they're not, why lose them for nothing, right? Right. So Brett Kulak, me number three. Brett Kulak, Matthew Perot, and Cedric right. Paquette. Now you know as okay. well as I do, they're, they're probably not gonna not be able to get much for Perot right. and Paquette. But if we already know that they're not gonna be back, well, whatever you can get, you can get. If it's a seven, Absolutely. it's a seven. Okay. When Benning in Vancouver said I didn't think about getting
0: anything for that guy and he was a UFA, but it's like, holy crap, is this guy a GM saying that? Yeah. That's a brutal. You take what you can get. Even if it's a six, you take a six. Okay, I'm going to keep going then because that was too easy. Now do your six through ten. It's going to get a little harder here. We've got rid of all of our UFAs. And Jeff Petru, uh, Julie's in the U.S. and he wants to join her.
1: Keep going. Brendan Gallagher. Wow, that's your number six. Uh, well, that's, you know, I'm going with, and Carey Price, obviously. I'm going with Gallagher, Petrie, and Price. They're going to try to move. The contracts are too long, and the contracts are too much. And then okay. Sharat and the Paquettes and the Peros of this world, and maybe okay. Kulak, because I'm not so sure. They might want to bring Kulak back, but uh, those are the players that, I think would be first, but don't get me wrong. If they could find a ticket okay. for Hoffman or Drouin, I don't think they think twice.
0: All right. And Armia too, if you're going to put the price contract in a, in a grouping and a Gallagher contract in a grouping and your Armia contract has to be in the same group, right?
1: Yeah. 3.4. Over over value, three years, yeah, I do obviously, yeah. They don't like right. that contract either.
0: Right. Okay. So they're moving on from that one too.
1: You okay. could be so right. Now they might want to move 10 players.
0: Okay, now let's go to the final group. The one, because uh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the final group, uh, and that would be the the players um, more on the cusp in, in terms of what they want to do in a rebuild. And I think the these ones, I think, are a little harder. Uh, like uh, a Hoffman, for example. Yeah. Just signed, has some good games. Uh, to Foley, play here, been a really good performer. Anderson a really good performer, uh, a certain style of player that the team hasn't had for a very long time. So he fits into a mold that not many do. So where are we on, on, on those guys?
1: Hmm. This is uh it's a really uh, Drouin, good question too.
0: Right. Because like, I mean,
1: so one category... way you could
0: say they got too many wingers. So can you keep all of them?
1: So category one, Petrie Sherratt, Price big contracts, category. Yeah, come on, don't two. forget Armia. Um, yeah, Armia oh, in that mix, too. Remember, and Gallagher. And nice. then there's so that's five guys already. And then dude. there's category two, <laughs> the guys that are UFA. And then there's category three, Hoffman and, Hoffman and Drew are in that category. I don't think Josh Anderson is, I think they want to keep Josh Anderson here for several years.
0: Yeah. What about Lekinen? What He's in there. I mean, people are rumoring him as a first-round fetch.
1: Yeah, but that's okay if that first round you're going to get ends up playing in the National Hockey League.
0: Yes, absolutely. No argument there.
1: Well, and it's okay if you know, you're know you trading him to a team that, you know, then again, okay, who's going to want Lekkinen? A team that believes they need a kind of player like him to be mm-hmm. very competitive in the playoffs. Yeah. So now that pick ends up becoming a pick after 20.
0: Right. And after 20 you get into a 50/50 chance of finding an NHL player. Correct. Yeah.
1: Now, if Lecavalne wants a 3-year deal at um, 2.75 per season? That's how I'd approach Lecavalne. I'd bring him back. If I knew that's want how I approach a 3-year deal at 10 million It'd it'd go like
0: this. You ready for it, Tony? Yeah. You watching me? It'd go like this. Hi, Arturi. Welcome to my office. I'm Kent Hughes. So anyway, we're doing a house cleaning, but we really like you, and we want to find out if you would take three years at about three per, and if you would, or that's close, let's negotiate. And if that doesn't sound good to you, any preference on where you'd like to go? (laughs) Because that's how I would do it.
1: So you would be comfortable. So where I do you see him. where do you see Lekkanen going forward? Third line.
0: Well, when they're bad in the next two years, he's going to be on the second line or the first line. If but, he's on the second yeah.
1: line at three million dollars, you don't have a problem with it.
0: Exactly. I and don't I have a problem with I look, it. I mean, anybody knows I love and I never really, you know, ever but, had an issue with him.
1: Brian, let's clarify. If someone is just going to join us right now, and they're hearing you say Arturi Lekinen on a second line, they're probably pulling their hair, but let's backtrack for a second <laughs> You're here. You're
0: absolutely right. You and I there's believe, no one else. That's you and I believe
1: Rose. that there's yeah. going to be a major uh, house cleaning here, and a lot of wingers, if they could, uh, are probably going to find themselves off. In, in an ideal world, you would think that they would trade a Gallagher from the wing, a Druin from the wing, a Hoffman from the wing. And now all of a sudden you're left and maybe even an Armia from the wing. So now you're left with a Defoldi on the wing. You're left with a Caulfield on the wing, but you're not left with much else on the wing. So that's why
0: right. you fourth guy. Yeah,
1: you could see a Lekkonen on a second line within, you know, a year from now. I get it. I got it. All right. Uh, Marinero for matrixhomefitness.ca as I'm trying to lose some pounds. The Canadians are trying to shed some weight off of their salary, <laughs> and you can bring it home. I think I'm a king when it comes to this stuff. By the way, discover a quality <laughs> workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca and get a treadmill like mine, the Matrix T75 with XUR console. Brian, yeah, I'll end it with this. If you had the number one pick overall, and I know that you and I don't make a living of watching. All the junior players play hockey, but we do talk to a lot of people and we do get a lot of information. If the draft was tonight and you had the number one pick, can you tell me with certainty that it would be Shane Wright? I can.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I understand he's not having an amazing
1: year, um,
0: but uh, he's still the number one pick. I've talked to a couple people that say it's not a lock, but, I mean, he's still a lock for me. Yeah. Is he a lock for you? Still?
1: Well, I, I bring it up because I saw that there was one uh, independent service about three or four days ago, mm-hmm. which the, the name escapes me right now, so I apologize for that, but I saw it on, on, on Daily Faceoff that they have Logan Cooley in the number one s- uh, spot right now.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: You know, yeah. and, uh, and Wright is at number two, so he's been dethroned, but I say this, and I could be wrong. Shane Wright plays in the league where he hadn't played hockey for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And to just think that he was going to just pick up and go and take off. Yeah. takes a while. And he's starting to find his rhythm. As a matter of fact, he started to find it about two weeks ago. I believe that when the draft takes place in 2023, whichever team has the number one pick, I believe they will draft Shane Wright.
0: And quickly, um, having followed the draft for a lot of years this month february is always the flirt with the other guys month it's i mean it takes the same pattern every single yeah. year there's a lock there's a lock there's a lock and then everybody gets bored with saying the lock is this guy and then february rolls around and it's now flirt with a new guy month
1: and, the and then one by april it goes
0: number- back to lock 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 yeah and then a week before the draft They throw out a no. It could be this guy a little bit, and then it was the lock guy all along who goes first. Yeah, it's the same pattern every year where people play around.
1: Yeah, gotta keep it interesting, right? Yeah, the number one guy ends up being the guy that he actually was in September when the season that started. You're right about that. Hey, always fun. Let's do it again, okay? My pleasure. Thanks for the time today. I always love talking Habs with you. Look at him. He's wearing his Montreal Canadiens red. Isn't he a beauty? Brian Wild from Global TV. And this is a beauty too. It's a sick podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the sick podcast. Be notified when we upload a recent episode and follow us on YouTube at the sick podcast. This podcast is sick. Tell your friends about it. Cheers. And sharing is caring. Ciao for now. See you, Brian. And that's a wrap.
0: Hope you don't miss us
1: too much until next
0: time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, intense by nature.